Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 11 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things we as retailers can be doing to market our businesses. Many retail business owners feel they need to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars each month on marketing. And let me say that I have podcast listeners who own retail stores who generate a million plus in sales. And then I have some listeners who are maybe online shop owners or even some brick and mortar store owners who might generate less than $50,000 a year in sales. So there's a wide range. I'm not judging the size of your store or your marketing budget. I'm here to remind you of some of the free or really affordable marketing tools available to you as a retailer that you may not be taking advantage of. So before I start, I want to give a listener and shopkeeper shout out to Ashley of Salt and Honey Market. And um, of course, I'll link her website in the show notes. It's saltandhoneymarket.com. Salt and Honey Market, it's in Salt Lake City, Utah, and it's described as a maker's market offering a unique space where designers, artists, crafters, and food experts can sell their independently produced goods. And really, when I read that, it sounds like my kind of place. Um, But moving on, Ashley left me a podcast review and she said, pretty excited for this new podcast. So far, three episodes in, I'm really pleased with the info and had great takeaways to immediately implement. I really love that the episodes are short and sweet, perfect for my commute to and from the shop every day. I used one of the Instagram tips today and saw better engagement within hours, which was awesome. So Ashley, thank you so much for the review. I can't begin to tell you how happy it was when I read um, how, when I read your review and I saw that you actually took action on something. And that was from episode number three for anyone who's curious, um, the Instagram blueprint. But I just love that you saw immediate results. So thank you for saying that. Thank you for listening. And Ashley, I want to say too, if you are listening, I thought I'd mention that there is a good chance I'll be in, in Salt Lake City in the fall. So if that's the case, hopefully I can stop by and visit while I'm there. All right, so let's get started with today's episode. Five marketing mistakes small retail business owners are making. All right, let's go on to number one. The first one is inconsistency on social media. And I, if you listen to episode three, you know I talk about this in detail, so I promise I will not go on a tangent here. But consistency and engagement are your best friends when it comes to social media. So whether you choose to post once per day or four times per day, I can't stress to you how important it is to simply be consistent. If you're starting out with social media, I just want you to set realistic posting goals. So for example, if you're busy building your e-commerce store or you're busy with a huge build out in a brick and mortar space and you're getting ready for a grand opening... Focus on what is manageable for you first, not what everyone else is doing. So that may be only one time per day. That's where I started. And now you'll often find me posting twice per day for our store. And I know plenty of other retailers who are posting four times per day. Whatever your magic number is, just be consistent. Okay, so the second mistake I want to talk about 
is not starting or nurturing an email list. If you haven't started a list, start. And if you have an email list, but you haven't been sending consistent emails, I'm going to recommend that you start doing this too. So you might have two questions here. The first one is, how do you capture email addresses? And if you haven't started an email list, I don't want you to overthink this. Even a simple pen and paper at your cash wrap is effective for getting email subscribers. And how do I know this? Because we do it at our store. We've actually added hundreds of subscribers to our email list just by having the sheet of paper at the checkout counter and having or having it on a clipboard at a market event. Another great way to get people to sign up to your newsletter list or your email list is to have them sign up on your website. And usually this is done with a sign-up form. It's usually the sign-up form from your, your email platform, and then you're adding it to your website. And it probably sounds really techy, but most times it's really easy. You can probably find a tutorial on YouTube, depending on which email platform and which, which website you have. But trust me, it's not as difficult as it may seem, but that's another great way to get people to get added to your list. And that happens automatically, which is even better because when people sign up in your store on a paper list, then you have to take that paper list and manually add them to your email list, which still, again, it's not a big deal. I'm happy to do it, especially since it's adding hundreds of people to our email list, but If you're wondering what kind of list we use in our store, I actually offer a free template. It's a Word document. You could even change out our logo for your logo. It's really simple. It's a one-page document. It already has the lines for what people need to fill in. And it's on my website and the blog, so I'll be sure to link that in the show notes too. And the second thing you might be wondering is what platform do you use? And that's for emails. There are so many out there. I personally recently just switched to Flowdesk. I was using MailChimp, but MailChimp under, I think still under 2000 subscribers is free. There's uh, MailerLite, ConvertKit, Constant Contact, Snap Retail, and Snap Retail is actually email marketing and social media scheduling and marketing all in one. But there are probably dozens of options. Just choose what's best for you and choose what you find easy to work into. That's going to be important. But there are lots of options and a lot of them when your list is smaller are free. Um, You just want to read the fine print and see what you're signing up for. Another platform option is to use the email marketing tool in your point of sale system. So I know for those of you using Square and I don't know if Shopify has a free one to start. I don't think so. I feel like Shopify, you have to um, pay for an app for that too. But Square offers email marketing. It does come at a price, but it is an option. And then everything's in one system, which I'm always a proponent for. So just consider that as an email marketing platform as well. So Flowdesk is what I use. It's super easy, even for the novice. The design templates are beautiful. They make it easy to brand your email so it's all cohesive with your existing brand. And right now the company's so new and they're still developing the platform, so they have an introductory offer, but I'll share my referral link in the show notes as well in case you're interested or you want to check it out. But I guess the point of this is just for me to say that with the referral link, it's $19 a month and that's unlimited emails and unlimited 
subscribers. And that's really unheard of for $19 a month, because if you do have a huge email list and you're listening to this, you might be spending a couple hundred dollars just on your email marketing a month. So $19 a month is a fantastic deal. And then you are in for unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails for as long as you are a a user of Flowdesk. So anyhow, all that to say, sending emails to your customers is really either free or really affordable. And most importantly, research shows that it's the best return on your investment. So what does this mean? If you do it consistently, you'll most likely get the most sales from this form of marketing, from email marketing. So really, really consider it. For over 65 years, Doris has been a premier distributor of arts and crafts. Since its beginning, Doris has prided itself on being focused on the independent retailer. Let them be both your DIY source and your resource. Their website features trend reports, small business tools, in-store project ideas, and so much more. To best serve small businesses, Doris offers a low minimum order of just $75, and all orders ship at no additional cost. This is why I'm proud to partner with them and I buy from them. I'm excited to tell you Doris has an exclusive offer just for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SAVVY25 at checkout for 25% off your order. Offer valid through 1231.19. So visit Doris.com today. That's D-A-R-I-C-E.com to see their amazing product assortment at pricing you won't believe. Okay, so the third mistake retailers are making is not networking or collaborating locally. So I know before someone starts to yell at me that their neighbors aren't very friendly with them, this can be a sticky subject. And let me explain. I often hear how neighboring businesses are not collaborative or friendly, and it makes for doing community kind of events really challenging. And a lot of times these businesses and these retail store owners may feel really isolated. So I just want to say that we're fortunate and we have great neighbors and our small business community is fantastic. But if this is you, I want to first say that I'm sorry. We should all really support each other and build each other up. And secondly, I'm going to ask you to think beyond those people then. Think beyond those neighbors that may not be as collaborative as you want them to be and find some Facebook, some local Facebook groups in your area to network in, find local bloggers and influencers to team up with. There are just so many other people that you could network with or collaborate with. Um, This applies to makers with online shops too. I've worked with several clients who either don't realize how much connecting with others in, in the community can improve their sales and marketing or they just don't want to step out of their comfort, out of the comfort of their homes to do this. But there are so many other opportunities for networking beyond your in-home studio, beyond social media, and beyond your business neighbors. So I guess my point is just to get out and meet people. You'll be amazed at the variety of people you can network with. Think outside the box and step out of your comfort zone to network and to make connections, all of those networking opportunities will bring people to either your online shop or to your brick and mortar store. Okay, so the fourth mistake is not implementing a loyalty program. So if you're wondering what a loyalty program is, and most of you probably know, but it's a structured and long-term marketing effort that provides incentives to repeat customers who demonstrate loyal buying behavior. 
So these programs are designed to motivate customers to return often and make frequent purchases. Who doesn't love that, right? If you don't have a system in place and then you add one, it might surprise you to see how many of your customers are in fact loyal. And I know we can kind of gauge by the number of people that come in and the people that you become familiar with, you know their names, you know a little bit of their stories, you might even know some of their family members. But, you know, I was surprised because most days, half of our transactions are from loyal and returning customers once we implemented our our loyalty program. Half. That's huge. I mean, we knew we had some great customers, but I was surprised at how many returned to us time and time again. So I personally am really happy to reward them. Not only do they deserve it, but the other great thing is they really appreciate it. And it does, in fact, bring them back in. So how can you implement a loyalty program? A couple of ways. Again, I always give the paper option. I know it probably seems so antiquated, but it still works. You can design a simple punch card in Canva. You can print it on cardstock. You can send it to your local printer. It's really affordable. But the other way, too, is you can have you can set up a loyalty program in your point of sale system. So, again, I know Square has one, Shopify And I always mention those two, probably because those are the two I'm most familiar with. But look into your point of sale system and see what it is. The other concern, I think, sometimes is people think it's um, out of reach or it's going to be expensive. On average, I think most loyalty programs run between $30 and $75 per month. And then you can set your own terms. So, for example, you can give one point for every $25 or $50 a customer spends you choose And then once the customer hits a certain number of points, they qualify for a discount. So this could also be another way to capture their email addresses, too, if we want to think of additional perks of this loyalty program. But either way, usually loyalty programs are pretty affordable and worth it. And then the fifth mistake is not optimizing your online presence. So you might be wondering what this means. The most important tool I'm going to refer to here is Google My Business, but I'm also referring to your website, your social media accounts, your Yelp listing, anywhere, and I know how most of you feel about Yelp, but I just have to mention it, anywhere someone would find your business online. So for Google My Business, not only should you claim your listing, you should optimize it. And if you don't know what I mean by claiming your listing, I also have a whole blog post written on my website about this. I will link it in the show notes. And then you might be wondering, what do I mean by optimize? And I'll give you some examples of where you may be losing opportunities And just as importantly, where your customers are getting frustrated when they find you online. So the first example is you have an e-commerce store, but someone visits your Facebook page or Instagram profile and your link isn't there. The second one is you have a brick and mortar store, but they visit your website and have no idea you have a physical location. And this may seem like common sense, but I'm telling you, you'll be surprised at how many retail store owners do not indicate on their homepage that they have a physical location. So I want to challenge you, you go to your, if you own a brick and mortar store, go to your website right now and give yourself maybe three to five seconds to look at your website, just your homepage very quickly. And then I want you to figure out, does your customer know within those seconds that you have a brick and mortar store and what your address is? If you go to your website and realize that that's not communicated within seconds, 
I want you to do what you need to do to change that. So the third example is someone searches for your business via Google, but because you haven't claimed your listing, they don't immediately see your address, a picture of your storefront, your phone number, website link, or hours. That should all come up immediately if somebody searches for you in Google. And the fourth example is someone searches for your business and your hours aren't listed, so they don't know if it's worth making the drive to your store. Hours are extremely important. So I can go on and on. Uh, This is so important, having a, a really good online presence or communicating a really good online presence. And so I decided that in January is an additional perk of being a member of Master Shopkeepers, and that's a paid membership group for brick and mortar store owners. I am going to be randomly drawing the name of one member and doing a full audit of their business's online presence. I'll be recording it on video and then, of course, I'll share it with them. And if they approve, I'll share it with the group because in the end, we can all learn each other. But that's how important I feel number five is on this list. So to summarize this episode, but in a positive tone, I'm just going to cover the five things that I mentioned. One, get consistent on social media. Two, start or nurture your email list. Three, network, network, network. Four, start a loyalty program. And five, optimize your online presence. My intention with this episode is to remind you that there are, in fact, free and affordable ways to market your business. I want to acknowledge that although they may be free or affordable, they will cost you in time and effort, but trust me, it's worth it. So to end, we have one more episode in season one of this podcast, and I can't believe season one is ending so soon. I'll be taking a holiday break and returning in 2020 with season two, and I'm excited to say that Doris has agreed to sponsor the podcast again, and I'm so grateful for it. Podcast sponsors are what allow me to provide you with free content because hosting, creating, and releasing these episodes takes lots of time and it is a team effort and there are expenses associated with it. So a special thank you to Doris. If you want to see the show notes for this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you'll find the notes on my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com slash episode 11. That's Savvy with two V's shopkeeper.com forward slash episode 11. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm looking forward to the last episode. And so until the next episode, or I should say until the last episode of season one, be savvy and boss up.